Welcome to Muddy River News This Week, brought to you by Harvey's Furniture. My name is David Adam, and I am the editor here at Muddy River News. And joining me this week are Dennis and Cheryl Williams with Bella Ease. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I know that you're a nonprofit organization. You do a lot of things for the city. Rather than me try to explain all the things that you do, I'm going to give you the chance to somehow summarize everything that you do because in my research for this, I didn't realize you did all the things that you do. You do way more than I ever expected. It's your turn. <laughs> well, the first question that most people ask us is, where did we come up with Bella Ease? Uh -huh. Bella Ease is our mom's name. Bella is my mom's name and Ease is his mom's name. No kidding. Yes. So we started Bella Ease in 2014. Um, initially for Teen Reach, and we really operated Teen Reach until about 2018. Right. At that time, we became a family advocacy center, and um, that's when we started serving the whole families. The first program we brought in besides that was a work program, and now we have numerous <laughs> programs. So we have a more in-depth um, work program. You want all the details? Well, we only have so many minutes, so so give me, so give me the highlights. Okay, so we, under the work program, we have a partnership with um, Adams County Probation, where we work with them and manufacturers to help uh, people on probation find employment. Um, we also just have where people can come in and we can assist them with applications, that type of thing, find employment. Um, we have Teen Reach, this is our normal after-school program, that we also offer it for younger kids. Um, we have um, a lot of support services through our family focus. Go back to the work part too though. We also have another piece of the work part too, which is called JTED. And in that JTED is what they're going to physically do is they're going to bring you in, they're going to set you down, they're going to mentor to you. They're going to literally uh, help you with the things that you need. Child care, um, getting to work, uh, helping you try to get a home. Uh, this is how we've, we've grown to right. to be able to be, do those things. Is So when you see it, there's even a component that we was talking with John Wood. Hey, you know, a lot of our families need GED. Are you willing to do that? They've exploded. When I mean exploded, as of right now, I know we have 30 students that come in to GED at our facility. Wow. Right? It's through John Wood. Right. But because it's walking distance, so when you see us in the buildings, we strategically put the buildings there uh, we didn't put them there, but we, we got those buildings because people can walk into it. Mm -hmm. And that was the grand finale of doing what we do the best at. And now you've only just touched the, 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 the tip of everything with the employment and, and job aspect of it. Um, I'm going to get into some of the other things here shortly, but I, my question for you is this, uh, you haven't really been around that long. I mean, it was only in 2014 okay. that you got this started. How did you decide to start this? And, and, and how did you meet to get this done? Good question. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear the, the truth story? Here's, 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 here's the true story. Okay. The true story is we've seen the need for Teen Reach to continue on. Okay. And you've been with Teen Reach since? 2006. Okay. And in that process of doing that, you know the state doesn't fund everybody all the time. You know that the state comes and pays you when you want to pay with it. So we have a, a, an opportunity for stuff that that to happen, right? So we come in and we say, what's the need? Teen reach, right? In that process, we need to do the whole family. So when 
Me and Cheryl got together as husband and wife. We said we can't let this die. So we decided to take it on ourselves. And we literally paid for everything ourselves to get it to be a 501c3. Mm -hmm. And that happened in 2014, right? Correct. And, and there's a story where Mike Nobis, who has been our board chair from the beginning, has supported us, that saw Dennis outside Panera's, and they started having the conversation. So there's community people that came up and supported us through the whole process uh -huh. that have been our original board members on the nonprofit. And we could have done it without them. Absolutely not. Because their guidance helped us. She's, she's, she's the workhorse. She goes out and does all the grants. You're just a pretty face. I'm just a pretty face. Just look at this pretty face and you say that's good to go is. But she's the workhorse. She's the one that got all the grants. Everything you see would not be fashionable mm -hmm. if she didn't write the grant for it. If she didn't have the ability to write the grant to get what it needs to be done. So we had just had to put the, the icing on the cake where it really needs to be at, right? Sure, I can work with the kids. And, and the, new, the new fashion is people need to understand this. And I think that... There's enough kids for we can have five more teen reaches, right? That's why the YMCA works well. That's why the Crocs works well because there's enough kids for everybody. Right. So this is not something that we need to say, oh, we can only do this. But there's an after-school and out-of-school program is what we do is. And the reason why I preface that, because when school days is not in, we're in. Snow days, we're in. Mm -hmm. Parent-teacher conference, we're in. Okay, so that's why Teen Reach is unique in its fashions, okay? Well, when you look at all the other programs, one of the programs that's, that's fashionable for us too is, uh, we have what they call College Bound. College Bound is a program that people, kids and their parents that don't know how to put kids in college, we help with that, right? We only help with it because we have the supportive community. Right. When we're talking about this, this is everything we do is a supportive community. Everything is. Well, the other thing that Dennis already mentioned that is um, the vital part of Bella E's is mentoring. So all of our programs are successful because we walk alongside the people that need the services. The college-bound one that he's talking about, we connect with the college kids. We connect people with the college kids. So and we work with the college uh, kids' parents. Mm -hmm. So. When there's questions about, okay, what does all this financial aid mean? Or the kids, we take them shopping to outfit their dorm rooms. Um, these are first-generational college students that do not have a clue what it's going to be like at college, and their parents don't know what mm -hmm. it is. So we work one-on-one. -on -one. We're there with them before college. We're there with them while they're in college. We're there with them when they graduate. And um, that's just an example of literally every one of our programs operate that way that's why you've seen our expansion it's because yeah. they're comfortable coming to us and we um just were there for them one-on-one -on -one. and one of the things that led to your expansion was in 2018 when uh, uh, you became a family family advocacy center and i want to make sure people understand that basically what you're doing is you're providing support for families who are at risk or are already involved there with DCFS. See, I did my yes. homework. Yes, you did. And so what services do you provide those families? Now, my guess is that's why we have all this paperwork on our, <laughs> yeah. on our desk here. I can tell you that from my head even though because one of the things that we did when we provided this uh, Bella E's mm -hmm. with now holistic families, what I like to call it is. So what you just asked about is, so... Uh, our, our advocacy person will go meet with the family. 
they will read the paperwork that they got from the DCFS people and, and give them the avenue of how to approach this. We have workshops that we put them in also to try to make them uh, understand about their what's happening in their families, right? Financial literacy. Financial literacy people thinks that people just know how to financially take care of themselves. That's not true. If it's never been taught, it's never been taught, right? To be a parent. If you can show me a book that says the right way to be a parent, and it never varies. I'm still looking for that. That's what I'm saying. I, I've been doing this for a while. I still don't know. Right. So that's why what this does is help them guide through that stuff, right? And, you know, everybody's trying to do this. It's not just Bella East, but everybody in, in the United States is trying to make a better family, right? It's just some don't have the means that other people have. So we are there to help them guide through that means to be able to have that, right? And in that process of doing that is, they, like Cheryl said, is we're a mentoring process. We're not just going to drop you off the table. Is we're going to come by you. We're going to walk with you. We're going to go to court with you. We're going to, you know, come out of court, let you read those papers, tell you the direction you need to go. Is and in this process, people realize is drugs are our issues with us in our community, right? Some of our families have this problem, is right? We just recently started up a group where families can learn how to be a family even in recovery, right? Because that, that doesn't happen. Is you got AA, RA, you got NA, right? But this is a group that says to the family, come on, mm-hmm. let's sit and talk about this and the direction we need to go. That's just an example of we seen the need, we went towards the need of it. I also saw that you have uh, several different parenting groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did my, my addition, I got my calculator out. You have over 175 participants in those groups, but you have multiple groups. Can you explain the different groups and, and how they cater to each each different situation? Well, I think one of them that um, Dorinda, our family services director started, was is Monday Motivation. Mm-hmm. Again, one the people that come in, especially through our family focus, um, they develop life plans. So they're wanting to make changes in their lives so that ultimately they can be reunited with their children. And that means usually a complete life changes. Mm-hmm. So on Mondays, they come in, they meet with us, they meet with our staff, they meet with each other, and they determine what their um, week's going to look like. Because a lot of them haven't had good planning for their week. So literally every day they talk about, they figure out what they got to do if they have appointments, if they need to go to court, if they need to take their kids to the doctor, whatever. Things that most of us think should be automatic. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just don't have those skills. Um, We also have two parent support groups. We found that, of course, we've now been doing this for about five years with the Family Focus. And um, the parents that have done this and have been doing it for a while now are there for the parents that are now new to it. Um, So we have one that's been going longer, and then we have one that's a newer one that um, has just started over the last year. Um, So that we now have two support groups. We have a life skills group that just started this last year, literally where they cover everything from cooking with their kids to um, financial management to um, cleaning the bedrooms. Yeah, I mean literally. Teach your child how to clean their bedroom. Teach you to teach your child how to clean the bedrooms. One of the ones that was uh, surprising me that she had a big feedback was is um, the little lunchables. Mm-hmm. She taught them how to do the lunchables. Yeah, so your kids can, you know, go in the refrigerator and have a lunch bowl ready for them to be able to take up and have that, that thing. Is Who thinks of those things? Right. Well, they do. 
they take up those things. That's about and, it. and the other thing, and I'm just going to brag on uh, the additional staff that sure. we brought. Well, um, we didn't really touch on this yet, but um, we moved into 707 property um, a year ago. Um, actually, we came on January of 2022 is when we purchased it, mm -hmm. but most of our staff came on in July of 2022. And Happy uh, anniversary, by the way. I mean, yes. It's been a year. Yes, yeah. it has. Um, a year of literally we've tripled our staff and programs. Well, how many staff do you have? Um, just under 40. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And think about it. I was the only full-time employee until 2018. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but one of the things that we are able to do now is a lot of community events, and so um, we have done some community giveaways. We brought in over 500 people at, for this community give back that we had. But even more than that, we brought the community into it. So we had uh, 40 volunteers. Uh, Clarity came in, did, their people came in and volunteered with us. We had businesses. In. And we also had. Police Department came in. Uh, I mean, you, you just wouldn't believe it. I mean, there was lines. Got foods. There, so we also had the businesses. We had almost a dozen businesses uh -huh. that also contributed to it. Um, August 8th, we're getting ready to do an immunization clinic. Um, Central Food Bank um, called us and said, We have excess food. Can you guys distribute it? So we're giving away produce on August 8th at the same time. Mm -hmm. The importance for us, the property that we have, we have been looking for property probably for four or five years ever since we became a family advocate. We knew the importance of property in the neighborhood where our people lived. And we weren't willing to settle for anything that wasn't in that neighborhood. And that's what we were just talking about before we actually started about how important it is for your clients to have literally walking access right. to where you are. Yeah, we know one of the barriers to people in, in poverty, but really in the whole town of Quincy is transportation. So if we have services that they can walk to, that's one thing that they don't have to worry about. Um, so when we got the property, it is in walking distance with a lot of them that live um, in the neighborhood where, where they need the services. So I, I think she's the person who's going to get to answer this next question. Because you said she's the workhorse, the money person behind this. That's it. But the fact is, somebody's got to pay for this. You've got 40 staff members. You've got to, you've got to get goods and services available. How do you fund all of this? Um, of course, grant funding is um, the uh, majority of where our money comes yes. from. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. Um, I say, tell this story. Uh, a little over a year and a half ago, I went and... Um, when I came full-time for Bella East, that's one of the things that I started doing, looking for money. Um, honestly, when people tell me, oh, there's this grant that I think you guys would be good for, I literally research it and go for it. And um, so I applied for a lot of grants thinking, okay, we'll just get a few of them. And um, we were fortunate to get all of them except one. So we've um, rolled out a lot. My staff has done an amazing job this last year with bringing new programming. Um, and so... Um, we have brought a lot of programming. Some of it we're, got, we're going to have to find more sustainability. But besides that, we have a gratitude wall at Bella East that shows the number. There's probably, I don't know, 40, 50 um, emblems up there of the numerous people in the community. In our community. That helps us. Here. Yes. Not just the state grants. Oh, no, the state grants aren't even up there. We, have a, we get money from local foundations, from service 
groups, from right. from people, from churches. So we have a lot of support in the community that mm -hmm. has stepped up back when clear back to when the budget impasse where where we didn't have money at all, and we were the only teen reach to kept the doors open. The the community stepped up then and said, "Here, we're going to help you get through this." And so literally. Every dollar made a difference for us at that time. So yes, we are so uh, thankful for what the community has done and literally everything that, that they give us it has been appreciated. And one of the things you've got to understand is, is that me and Cheryl is the, is the founder of it, right? But without the staff, without the people that has the heart, mm -hmm. we particularly will only hire people that we see as the compassion for this type of work. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have that, then it becomes an issue for the people that you're trying to serve. Mm -hmm. Our community has amazing people that's like that. And we have a lot of them that's like that. A lot of organizations have them too. But I'm proud of our staff because, you know, without them, we can't do it all. Right. You've tried that before. Yeah. We have. Don't work very well, I'm telling you. It just yes. don't work. So you've expanded so much. But I also think I'm, I'm going to guess that in your mind somewhere it's like we're not done yet. What would you like to see? I like both of you sort of grinned like, okay, yeah, here we go. But the fact is, I want to know, what What do you want to do in the next year? What do you want to do in the next five to ten years? Because I'm sure you still see all kinds of need in, in this community. Well, I have to say, um, we did the Nonprofit Excellence Initiative. Um, that's from the Tracy family. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, actually, it was through five five of the founders. So there were okay. five um, of the foundations that came together to do it, and we did a strategic plan through it. And literally, that was before we got the property, and everything that was on our strategic plan almost got checked off by moving into that property and getting some of the funding that we got through it. Uh, I think that number one, uh, sustaining the programs that we have, because we see the importance, literally, of all the programming. Um, we see uh, two major barriers in the community, again, which is transportation and child care, mm -hmm. um, helping in some way of trying to um, remedy some of those barriers in some manner. Um, we, again, we're in the area where the people need help, so sometimes we're just that bridge to them and the rest of the community. Um, what else? Where else do you want to see us go? Expansion. You want to tell them about the expansion? I don't know, maybe you, 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 you may be breaking a secret you weren't ready to talk about it. Uh -huh. we've, we've had it out there for, for organizations that it affects and stuff like that is, is that uh, DCFS came to us and said oh, that yeah. uh, we have three, two other counties that we'd like you to go into for the DCFS case. Mm -hmm. One is Pike. There's four. Four. Pike, Brown, Skyler. No. No. Yes. That's, I, why, that's why she's the, 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 the charge here. Pike, Brown, Scott, and Morgan. Okay. Right. Which is towns that don't have advocacy there. So we're taking on that challenge yeah. too. Yeah. How do, you, how, do you, how do you, I mean, you've already spread yourself pretty thin here in one town. That's that, those are people. Our people are good like that. Yeah. And they're already out there. You, you got to hear this. That's how good they are. They're already out there. Got a place in Jacksonville. They're setting it up. They've already got clients They've already. They've gone to court in Pike County with the right. people, so, yes. I mean, they're just that good, and yeah. their, their compassion shows in that avenue to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's not us. We're just the ones that gain it, and then they go out there and do the job. You know, you, 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 I can't imagine 2006 that I'd be where I'm at today. Yeah. Right? 
But I can imagine that our community needed this and somebody needed to do it. And so we, we was fortunate that the God that pushes us in this direction to do it. We're that fortunate that God does that for us. And this is some, some, this is kind of an arrogant statement, but I really think Dennis and I could not envision um, other people having the same drive and compassion that we have when we started Bella E's and even when well, we that's started. That's not arrogant, by the way. <laughs> you can pat yourself on the well, back a little bit. Because this literally is our life. I mean, yeah. this is who we are. And when we started the Family Focus Program, you know, we started it with a, one other full-time person, and there was another full-time person trying, Dennis was trying to transition into Teen Reach. And it's like, I, you know, how do we find these people? But we've saw in this last year, there are people. There's a lot of more people out there that can do this and want to do this for people. And they have come to us. And so it's very encouraging for us to see those that, that have that same drive, that same compassion. Mm -hmm. And so we're hopeful. So that's your answer is getting the people to do the job. Mm -hmm. The future is we're hoping to hand this off to them to continue this on, mm -hmm. right? And like she said, as I was with Teen Reach, I'm not with Teen Reach, I'm over the programs, but there's people that have the same passion I did and want to see it continue on and grow on. We have a person that was in uh, what we call Freedom School, and she has that passion and drive, and we want to merge them together to make it as one unit because she showed how to do that. And the kids need to see that, the parents need to see that, our community needs to see that, the drive of these people, and that's what it is. He's driving these people, the donors. There's donors out there that we had no idea that they watching what we're doing is right and walk through our door and say, we're, we commend you for it. Because this is a community effort. This isn't just Cheryl and Dennis' show. It's a community effort. We had the whole community come together and do it. Mike Novus, Carrie Anders, uh, Kim Dean Keller. These are our board members that you know that's in the community that's doing things mm -hmm. that shows in the community that we care, right? So this is just not our show. It's a community effort to make that happen. Well, thank you for your caring. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your drive to, to help people in our community. That's literally what you're doing is helping people. And I thank you for that. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us today on Muddy River News TV. Uh, you can catch all these episodes as well on the Muddy River News TV Plus ad at the top of our website.